Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women. Today, coming from Pakistan, is Anna P. She is a American Board of NLP Certified Master Practitioner, Master Coach, and Timeline Therapist. And today's topic is one of the rarest. Let's get married. What can go wrong? Spoiler alert, she got married in six days. Probably <laughs> faster than you. <laughs> All right, Anna. Can you please run us through these, maybe one sentence about uh, uh, how was your childhood with your parents and then um, what happened? How did you get married? What happened? <laughs> All right, thank you so much for having me here. I'm very grateful because I do believe that, you know, what you're doing is something very noble. Um, a lot of women do need that hope from, you know, other women who've been there, done that. So my childhood was um, very, uh, I was very loved by my parents, but I do believe that growing up, I think my parents and I spoke a very different love language. And I guess a lot of our expectations towards love come from that, you know. Um, coming to the marriage part, uh, so here's what happened. Um, there was on, uh, this is back in October, 2020. Um, I was working as a ghostwriter at this place at that time. And uh, I came back from work around like 8, 9 p.m. And my dad was like, you know, there's something I need to talk to you about. And I'm like, sure, shoot. And he's like, you know, there's this guy um, there. We have these close family friends and he's from their family. So he's like, you know, that guy, um, you know, they want to send a proposal, marriage proposal for you. And I'm like, what? You know, because my interaction with that guy was like, I probably only I had probably only met him like two or three times in my entire life because he always lived like either in the States or Dubai or somewhere else, you know. So we hardly knew each other. Can I ask you a question about that? Is yeah. it normal in Pakistan that uh, the father receive a proposal of marriage for her daughter, his daughter? Is yeah. it normal? It's, it's very normal. All right. Thank you. So thank you for precising yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, of course, of course. Thank you. And so then, um, you know, he, I was like, you know, I'm not ready to get married yet. I'm pretty young because I was, I was 21 at that point and uh, I was like, you know, I think I, I like I've always been very career oriented. So for me, it was like, you know, this is not a priority. And he was like, you know, he's a self-made independent guy and like it's a good, good guy, whatever. Just talk to him, chat and see where it goes. Right. And I was like, OK. And here's the backstory. I had just gotten out of a really bad breakup as well like bad in the sense that it was with some I was I had been with somebody I really loved and I couldn't marry him and so that happened like a couple of months ago so it was pretty fresh as well so you know that was another reason why I was hesitant to like you know even consider something like this anywho the next day he and I talked and he messaged me on whatsapp we texted for a bit we talked about like you know how we'd been in this mad and and you know like we spoke for literally six hours after which he started saying stuff like, you know, he, the, the love bombing started, you know, it was like, oh, wow, like, you're so incredible. And like, we should definitely just go for this. And I feel like, you know, um, let's, let's get married and this and that. And I'm like, hold up, you know, like, 
because it was it didn't feel right over here and it was like you know there was this weird push and pull thing where i was like is he serious but then it was also like i didn't know what love bombing was and i didn't know what what a narcissist is or anything about that you know so for me it was like oh wow like does he act is he actually so fond of me and so um he said all sorts of sweet things to me you know and it was like oh let's just do it let's just go for it let's just go for it and i was like listen like i continuously remember saying that you know i think we should wait like at least six months and he was like oh no you know like six and i was like at first i started with like a year right and then he brought me down to like six months and then he's like oh no i think we should do it like sooner than that let's do it in december this was late october okay and i'm like december um okay that can be thought about right i'm like all right, let's think about December, not confirm. The next day, like literally that night, his mother and his brother, they came over and they're like, oh, you know, congratulations are in order and this and that. And I'm like, this is all happening too fast. And, we, and then the next day they invite us over and it's like, oh, you know, you guys are officially engaged. And I'm like, what? You know, we just started talking. We were thinking about it, you know? And then they were like, you know, oh, um so december is you know like december is when they're gonna get married and then the next day on monday i remember like he went from like talking to me constantly to like completely like you know a wall and i was like what's going on and then you know finally like around 8 9 p.m he calls me and he's like you know and and i i'd gone to sleep so his sister was at my place and she woke me up and she's like you know everybody's waiting for you outside and he calls me and he's like, oh, you're probably in shock by the news that just transpired. And I'm like, what news? And he's like, oh, you'll find out, you know, it's a surprise. And I'm like, okay, I go out and everyone's like, you know, he wants to come down on Thursday, like Wednesday night to get married on Thursday. And I'm like, what, you know? And, and he's like, oh, how do you like the surprise? I can't wait to get married to you. And I'm like, what, you know, like, and and I was just so shocked. So I got up and I I went to the kitchen and I was like, you know, I need like I need to take a breath, you know, what is going on? And everyone was like, you know, nothing is gonna happen without your approval, right? But you know, I understood that and logically I knew it wasn't the right move. But it was like, you know, he was constantly like chatting me up and saying that, oh, it's gonna be amazing and and you know, it's gonna be this, it's gonna be that, like, you know, let's plan our honeymoon, let's do this and that and this and that. And I'm just like, you know, and like there's so much going on and I'm not given the space to process any of it, right? And then I remember my brother came in and he was like, you know, you shouldn't go for it and this and that. And then I called a friend, he said the same thing. And I feel like that was a moment where so I have ADHD, right? And I'm a very impulsive person. So that impulsive, impulsive part of me was like, you know, took over and I was like, you know, screw anyone who says otherwise, I'm gonna just go for it. What, what the hell? Like, you know, we'll see what happens. And I was like, you know, and I feel like also a part of me that, ha that used to be a people pleaser. So it was like, if I say no right now, like I'm letting people down, you know? And so I was like, okay, fine. Like, you know, I'll just, I'll go for it. I don't want to let anyone down. And I said, yes. And literally on Wednesday night, he came back, like he came to Pakistan and that was the night before our wedding. And that was when I saw him after, I don't know how many years, you know, and we sat and we talked and I was like, you know, it was just this weird air, you know, like weird energy where I was like, there's something about this that's not right. You know, like there's something about 
this that just feels so forced and just i don't know and but then you know like by that time it was like you know everything was booked and it was happening and you know we got married the next day and you know when we were together that night it just some stuff that happened some stuff happened which which was like you know really alarming for me where i was like this What is happened? not how it's supposed to be if, if like, you do you not know, want okay if you don't want do not want to answer you just decline it's okay yeah i'm sorry it was just you know like it's yeah but you know like it's just certain things he said and like certain things he did or behaved in certain ways where i was like you know i don't think that the person i'm with should be like that you know and for example like i can give you one example i remember on my on my wedding like i i'm a very social person right so like 20 of my friends came came to my wedding right and he had like what like two or three friends come and so he was like you know it's it's just we're so different you know i mean so many people in your life love you and were there for you and i just had like you know three friends show up and and i remember feeling so uneasy like what kind of thing like why are you saying that to me you know and he's like we're just you know i'm just thinking like we're just so different and i'm like okay you know that's what you want to talk about on our wedding nights that we're so different you know and a lot of other things happened anyways then you know then two weeks later i i moved there and i remember like you know um the first time we had an argument um his immediate response was just that you know like we should get a divorce like i don't i won't hesitate giving you a divorce and two days later he sent me back to my 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 parents place like he got me a flight to pakistan and he was like you know and just and he made me think that you know like oh it's because you know your brother you, there was this event back at home and he was like i want you to attend this and this and that and i was like okay and then you know later on when i got back he's like just completely shut me out you know and and i was constantly trying to get in touch with him and everything and he was just like not there and then a couple of weeks later he's like oh you know i'm thinking about it but i think we should get a divorce and when i reacted he's like i don't want you to lecture me you know it was always like he's like this is why i don't tell you things because you react you know and you always get upset and i'm like dude like look at the gravity of what you're saying you know and and it was like you know he expected that he says this huge thing and then i remain calm you know i shouldn't have a reaction i should just sit there like a robot and take it. and i couldn't you know i mean we're emotional beings and then in march he called me to dubai again like i was there from like late december to till um feb i was I was here in Pakistan. I on first March I went there and I remember like a couple of days later he takes me out for for dinner and you know he'd called me with the by by telling me that you know like oh clean slate you know let's um try it again you know and yes. I go there and the first thing he says to me is like you know um we're sitting at this beautiful restaurant and I'm thinking like in my heart I'm thinking wow like he's really putting an effort you know he's taking me out for a really beautiful dinner it's it's nice it's going well and he's just like i'm going to divorce you you know like this is just not it i don't know what you expect to happen and i'm like okay you know 
And then when I when I reacted, obviously, because I was hurt and I was like, you know, that's not okay. Like, why did you call me here? And he's like, see, this is what this is why I can't be with you, because you're such a you know, like you don't know how to respond and you don't have, know how to communicate my whole life. You know, my whole life, people have told me I'm a great communicator. This person made me believe that I was so bad at communicating that I literally reached out for therapy. Because I was like, there must be something so wrong with me because I'm not able to communicate with him, you know? And I'm talking to a therapist, I'm talking to different coaches and I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, you know, and, and you know, the, one of the biggest things that I really want to tell is that my body would give me signs, you know? I would feel so uneasy around him. I would have an anxiety attack. I would just, my stomach would start hurting and I would just, my heart would start like panting. And it was like, you know, I couldn't do anything when I was around him, you know, like I was just not feeling it, you know, and I remember my, I have a, I have a locked jaw problem, right? So when I'm really stressed, my jaw gets locked. Okay. Oh, and um, it's, so when I'm not stressed, it gets better. Like it's a, I had to get a surgery. I never got that surgery, whatever. But when I was around him, it was so bad that I couldn't even open my mouth to eat a steak or a burger or anything or pizza for that matter. Like it was so bad, you know, and, um, you know, then I, then he didn't let me go back home either. And then he was like, you know, stay here, stay as friends and stuff. And then here's the funny thing. Like, you know, when I detached myself and when I started like, you know, doing my own thing, you know, so I would go out with my friends. I would like, you know, go out alone in the city and just go desert safari, go here, go there. Cause I'm like, you know, you don't want to be with me? Okay, fine. We're living together? Fine. We're living like, like roommates? Fine. I'm just going to enjoy my stay here, you know? And then he goes like, you know, I said that we shouldn't be together to test because I wanted to see how you would, whether you would still, you know, like how you would react. Like if you actually wanted to be with me, then you would prove yourself to me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like you're, what? You know? And, and I think like, that was the moment where I was like, you know, screw this guy. Like I'm going home, you know? Okay. So for you, that's the moment when he tells you, okay, you are going to prove yourself to me. So I'm going to reject you. And the way you behave now that I reject you, you are going to prove yourself to me so that you can gain my favor. Okay. You are aware that all these traits are typical narcissistic traits you, you you have discovered that over time right yeah over time I did because you know like I feel like that it was a very it was one night I was laying in bed and I was crying endlessly and I was thinking like there's something about this guy man and then I that's when I searched up what narcissistic they're like you know narcissists oh, are like okay. and then I was like oh my god exactly you know? <laughs> exactly because light bulb moment because their art or their i don't know disorder in their disorder they have no connection to other human beings they cannot feel other human beings let alone a wife in that case specifically so they project on you what is going on inside of them and as they have such a low self-esteem, such a low self-confidence, they try to project on you 
what is lacking on them in them so that they can feel that you are the problem, that you are wrong, that you have to prove yourself that you are less than ideal, that you have uh, bad communication skills and other things like that. This is typical. Now, in, the, in your case, that was crazy fast. And I know that other women have that kind of experience. So if, so we are, we are, yeah, we are almost at 20 minutes already. Um, thank you for sharing these moments. I would like to ask you one last question. Do you think that the peer pressure of your family, of both families, was already the first thing that went wrong? Definitely. I think both our families were way too involved in our relationship, you know? And I, I do think that partially, like, it was my fault as well, because I wanted to confide in my family because, you know, I was going through so much and I like I didn't know who to talk to. Like the first few days when I came back, I was really depressed. And then I finally opened up to my my brother, who then told my parents what was going on. But then that sort of like, you know, spiraled into like this whole thing and everybody was everybody knew. And apparently he dad told his mom everything, too, and his sister. So here's the funny part. Um, he would tell me that, you know he's not okay with me telling my family what I'm going through. Right. But when I was at his parents' place, his sister, his, um, his elder sister, she came up to me and she was like, Oh, you know, these are X, Y, Z or things that you do that he doesn't like. And I'm like, what, you know? And those were things that happened between the two of us, you know? So it's not like she observed it or anything. It was like, he told her, and then she's like, oh, you know, he and I are like, you know, sisters and he tells me everything. And I'm like, so, so it's okay for you to tell your sister, but I tell my brother and I'm like in the wrong, you know? So there was so much hypocrisy as well. It was, it was ironic. And I think mm. that's one thing with narcissists as well. Like, yes, you know, like definitely. If, I, if, if I do it, it's right. But if you do it, you're wrong, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, you, you, you had the perfectly, the, the picture perfect of this disorder. That is a serious disorder and that hurts so many people around them. How did you build back your life? Because, I mean, you, have, you, you, you got a divorce, you got out of that story. You became a strong and powerful woman, victorious over that weird story. Because it's, it's really weird how it it went through and, and how you experienced it and, and you had so many red flags. How do you feel now? What's going on now for you? Um, now I think I'm the happiest I've ever been and, and life has just come such a beautiful way. You know, a year ago, I was just two days ago, I was reflecting on everything that has happened, you know, in, in the last year. And it, it was such a gorgeous reminder of the fact that, you know, um, there's something that Tony Robbins says it's that life happens for you and not to you, you know? And it was like, you know, although I went through something that wasn't the most ideal, it gave me, it gave me my purpose, you know? And it connected me to a cause so much greater than myself. 
and I built my business and I, de I, I developed my mission that, you know, like I want to serve, you know, a lot of other people, all the people out there who I can reach out to, you know, to help them get out of their hopeless states. Because at one point in my marriage, I wanted to end my life, you know? Wow. And, and so from that, I went to like, no, I'm going to turn this pain into drive, you know, and drive into purpose. And so constantly from, from June till, till December, December, and then this year, I've just started, you know, I just went on to work on myself and, you know, like to become a coach and then attend different programs and heal and heal and heal. And, and there's one thing about healing that I would really like to share um, right. to our listeners. And that's that, you know, a lot of times we may mistake um, healing to be a very like one and done thing. You know, sometimes we think that like, oh yeah, you know, I've healed, I've done so much work and this and that. And then suddenly one little thing happens and then, you know, you feel this, this, your heart hurts, you know, but the difference is that what used to be like, you know, bad months or bad weeks or bad years turn into bad moments, you know, or just, you're just sad for like moments or days, that's it. And then, you know, you know how to get back up, but it's not linear. And just what's most important is that you get started, you know, and you have to start somewhere. You have to understand that what has happened has happened but when you take the learnings from it you're able to create magic in your life you know and then definitely. through that magic you're able to inspire so many other people definitely definitely that's wonderful Anna how can people get a hold of you because if you are teaching and life coaching and doing all those all those things people want to to, to get in touch with you how do they do that um, they can do that on my Instagram. So my handle is Anna P. So A E I N A P dot co. Okay. Okay. And A E I N E dot P co. No, A N A E I N A P dot co. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to write it in the chat and you just confirm. A. All right. Uh, P-I-N-A-P.co. And that is Instagram handle. Yeah, okay. perfect. Great. Okay, that is truly awesome. And you do not change your Instagram handle ever so that people even in 10 years <laughs> can find you, right? Or you can also find me on Facebook as Anna P, right? Okay. Um, okay, my okay. name on Facebook is Anna P. Okay. In case I change my handle. You can always, my Facebook won't change. Awesome. <laughs> <I'm happy. laughs> Thank you very much. I really wish you all the best in the world, all the blessings that you can receive and, and really this, this deep, healed happiness that allows you thank to you. experience <laughs> utmost joy. And thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for awakening those who can be awakened. Thank you for having me. It's been, it's been an absolute pleasure. Definitely. Have a great day. Thank you. You too.